Grace and peace to you, and welcome to Faith Lutheran Church. My name is Candace Wassell. I'm the pastor here at Faith. It is such a joy to have you visit with us. You are welcome, so welcome in every part of Faith's community. You are welcome to join us in person at worship on Sundays. You're welcome to visit us online. You're welcome in our mission and our fellowship, and most important, you are welcome at the Lord's table. These are the readings for Sunday, April 18th, 2021. The first reading comes from Acts chapter 3, verses 12 through 19, beginning at the 12th verse. Peter addressed the people, You Israelites, why do you wonder at this, or why do you stare at us as though by our own power or piety we had made him walk? The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of our ancestors has glorified his servant Jesus, whom you handed over and rejected in the presence of Pilate, though he had decided to release him. But you rejected the Holy and Righteous One and asked to have a murderer given to you, and you killed the author of life, whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses, and by faith in his name, his name itself has made this man strong, whom you see and know, and the faith that is through Jesus has given him his perfect health in the presence of all of you. And now, friends, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did also your rulers. In this way, God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, that his Messiah would suffer. Repent, therefore, and turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped out. The second lesson comes from 1 John chapter 3, verses 1-7, through 7, beginning at the first verse. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this. When he is revealed, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. And all who have been his hope in him purify themselves, just as he is pure. Everyone who commits sin is guilty of lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. You know that he was revealed to take sins away, and in him there is no sin. No one who abides in him sins. No one who sins has either seen him or known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Everyone who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. The Gospel comes from the book of John, chapter 24, verses 36b through 48. Jesus himself stood among the disciples and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and terrified and thought, they were seeing a ghost. He said to them, Why are you frightened, and why do you doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Touch me and see, for a ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet, while in their joy 
they were disbelieving and still wondering, he said to them, Have you anything to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. He said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, Thus it is written, that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are the witnesses of these things. May the Holy Spirit guide my words today so that my sermon is meaningful and opens the Word of God to you in a new way. Amen. Today's Gospel begins with the disciples talking about this. The first question in my mind was, what is the this they were talking about? Well, I decided to crack open my Bible and see what they were talking about. They were talking about the vision of angels that the women saw at the empty tomb and the appearance of Jesus to two disciples on their way to Emmaus. The women and two other disciples rushed back to Jerusalem to tell the others what they had witnessed. This was the topic of discussion before Jesus appears again to all of them. In Mark and John's account of the women at the tomb, Jesus appears to Mary Magdalene. It should be noted that Jesus is initially unrecognizable by Mary Magdalene, as well as the disciples on Emmaus Road. It is only by Jesus' words and the breaking of bread that their eyes are opened. Numerous times prior to his death, Jesus had clearly told the disciples that he would suffer, die, and rise again. The disciples, particularly Peter, refused to accept what Jesus was telling them. But now, the risen Jesus stood before them, and they panicked in fear. After Jesus' death and resurrection, the early Christians struggled to understand when and whether Jesus would return and how to live in the in-between time during his absence. Jesus, Jesus offers them peace, just like he calmed the turbulent sea and the uh, garrison demoniac. When I was in high school, anti-war protests and demonstrations for peace were everywhere. While I was too young to actually participate in these protests and demonstrations, I felt very much in tune with those who did. I wore no shirt and no shoes during the summer, and I wore a peace symbol medallion around my neck. And there's a picture of it. I can't believe I still have it, but there it is. Um, I likely got that medallion at one of the many uh, summer picnics or, or carnivals that took place in those days. There were many variations on that peace symbol, but it certainly was the fashionable thing to wear at that time. At that age, high school age, I was quite naive and did not really understand the meaning of peace. I felt it was just the absence of war or military conflict. 
But true peace goes much deeper than that. The Hebrew, the Hebrew word shalom is usually simply translated as peace. But it means much more than that. It means harmony, wholeness, completeness, prosperity, welfare, and tranquility. It covers everything we are as persons and as children of God. Jesus offers a peace to the disciples that goes well beyond their fears of being arrested and their fears of his sudden appearance. Jesus offers a deep and long-lasting peace to them and to all of us. It is both a personal peace and a universal peace. It is a peace we receive as well as a peace we give. There is one excerpt from the Gospels regarding peace that is very meaningful to me. It is John 14, verse 27. Jesus says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, be troubled and do not let them be afraid. I have always found this passage to be very comforting and encouraging. However, this is said in the context of Jesus promising the Holy Spirit to his disciples. The Holy Spirit will lead them on a mission and ministry of preaching the gospel wherever they go. Of course, this will not be well received in many places, and there will be persecutions and even martyrdom. The world does not give true peace because it is incapable of doing so. The world is only interested in the type of peace that supports the interest of and preserves the current power structure. But the disciples will continue to be at peace because they believe in the promise of salvation. Going back to the gospel reading, the disciples' ongoing doubts and terror continue since they think they are seeing a ghost. To convince them that he is indeed really present Jesus shows him his hands and his feet. This confirmation has usually been understood as a reference to the nail marks in Jesus' hands and feet. Jesus is providing proof that he is not a ghost, but the living, crucified Christ. So, in hindsight, we can see that Thomas is unfairly singled out on his, in his disbelief that Jesus actually appeared to the, to the apostles. The disciples have the same belief that the person standing before them can really be the man they saw tortured, crucified, and buried. They can barely believe their eyes. Jesus also asked for food and eats with them as he offered himself as food and drink on the night of his betrayal. Jesus eating before the disciples not only confirms the physicality of his body, but also demonstrates his presence especially in the context of hospitality. Jesus makes it plain that what he said would actually happen. But there is another important part of the story. The fulfillment of Scripture is a key part of this scene, just as it was on the road to Emmaus. In today's gospel, Jesus also opens the minds of those present to understand the Scriptures. Unfortunately, Unlike in other accounts, we do not hear the disciples' reaction to that explanation. The two disciples going to Emmaus recount how their hearts were burning within them as Jesus opened the scriptures to them. 
they may not fully understand until 50 days later on Pentecost when the flames of the Holy Spirit descend upon the apostles. Jesus concludes with a charge to his disciples to be witnesses, proclaiming repentance and forgiveness to all nations in his name. Not only were many of them firsthand witnesses to his ministry, conviction, and execution, they are most certainly witnesses to his glorious resurrection. So, they are in a unique position to proclaim the gospel to everyone they encounter, and in turn, those people will also spread the word of God and the promise of salvation to all nations. God uses earthly and palpable means to do this money work. Water, bread, and wine may be only down payments on the fulfillment of God's promises, but they are that in the very least. God's presence matters because it carries to us the promise of the risen Christ. A presence redeeming even during the most terrifying times of our lives. And it functions as a part of God's redeemed and new creation. We voice our trust in God's promise and our own commissioning when we confess in the Apostles' Creed, I believe in the Holy Catholic Church. Let us live daily in that belief and trust and proclaim the gospel to all we encounter during our lives. In that way, we will be sharing God's presence with others. May the peace of Christ be with us every day. I mean that in the true sense, not in the outward and trendy sense of a peace medallion. May the peace of Christ flow through us to others. Amen. The most valuable message we have to share at Faith is the promise we have in Jesus. We come together every Sunday to share this good news in the reading of Scripture and sharing of Holy Communion. It is these two acts of worship that we learn of the forgiveness, peace, and joy that Jesus has won for us on the cross. These gifts also belong to you, and we hope you will feel welcome to receive them. After we've shared worship together, we trust that we are ready to be sent out into the world to serve our neighbor, and you're welcome to join us in that great work as well. There are so many opportunities at Faith to be the hands and feet of Jesus in the world. It's what we feel called to do. It's what we're passionate about. Above all, I want to encourage you in your faith. No matter where you're at in your journey with Christ, you are welcome to visit Faith as often as you are able. But whatever you do, keep searching. There is a church family set aside just for you. And I trust the Holy Spirit will place you right where you need to be.